Who remembers and who doesn't remember? Yeah, but I talked. Who? I know. Who remembers and who doesn't? Generally does, who? speaking, you remember Thank better you. than right. I do. Okay. But in this case, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Did we talk about the Netflix auction? <laughs> hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We're the uh, podcast coming to you from uh, Dorm Room in Kingston, Pennsylvania. But usually from Misericordia University, where two professors... Sit around and talk about all things pop culture. I'm Alan. And I'm Patrick. And this is episode 101. Is it really? Which from the tone, you would tell one of us at least seems to be totally exhausted. However. No, it's just I got this shoved upon me. When we are so happy to be here. Right yeah, now. I can feel the enthusiasm. However. Are you going to introduce yourself? I'm Patrick. He, he said Patrick. Already. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. I did. Oh, I missed we it. are far <laughs> from done because we're talking about Spider Man Far From Home. I'm going home. See. I think this is a really important episode for us. That was a quality opening. It's a, it is. Everything okay, Rich? No, fine. I'm just adjusting this slightly. Okay. I think this is an important episode for us. Uh-huh. We, we, have, we have given our fans, God bless them, four Dungeons & Dragons episodes. Why can't episodes we just leave Dungeons & Dragons alone? This summer. Why can't we just leave them alone? And it's clear that we, we kind of lost our bath. We forgot who we were. We were we far. We lost our bath? Path. Path. Okay, sorry. I had bath as well. We were far from home. That was your opening? Yeah, it's way better than yours. No, far far from from done. done. We were far from home. home. Now we are returning to what we're supposed to be. Yeah. Unfortunately, this podcast is far from done. That was a long walk. Not a bunch of done. No, no. That was a long walk. Well, for the fans who sat through four episodes of D&D, that was the long walk. Yeah. It's funny, the wow. last two... Minute number 40 of the snakes flying out of the Cliffs of Dender. Yeah, that was... Is it the Cliffs of Dender? I don't know. Who okay. cares? Like, nobody's going to remember staircase that. Staircase Cliffs. Someone's going to remember. Cliffs. I had a write about it. I dang well remember it. Anyway, we were far from home. Okay. But we have now returned. We've given you Dark Phoenix. We've good given omens. you good omens. And now we're giving you Spider-Man. Oh, is that what we're doing today? I believe so, yeah. All right. Did you notice my shirt? I did. It looks like you go to high school. Yeah. I might or be a teacher there. You look more like a teacher. You could, da- you could be the teacher that leads the field trip. I'm doing my best, Julius! <laughs> I love that line. Yep, I could see you actually as that guy. Uh, yeah. Is that what Lit Camp looked like? <laughs> Not this year's Lit Camp. As the students dig into the Franken porn. This year's Lit Camp. I'm doing the best I can, Julius! This, this year's Lit Camp was, was fairly, was much more manageable than, let's say, past years. Yes. Well, once you let the kids get into the Frankenporn, I think that's on you. That's on uh, someone who no kids. longer works for us. See, that's how I take care of things. <laughs> you fired him. Boom. Frankenporn, you're out. That seems like a good call, actually. Actually, I don't know how we're talking about Frankenporn. I don't know why. We're actually talking about Far From Home. I'm trying to, at least. Yeah. Yeah, so do you have any numbers for us? Uh, oh, yes, I do. Excellent. Yes. So, uh... It so far has made a little over six hundred million. Is that good? Yes, it is uh, the best opening Tuesday <laughs> and the best single day Tuesday gross. So is opening on Tuesday a new thing then? Uh, no, no, they've kept track of it, but it yeah. was it's the best Tuesday opening. It's the so second. What's the best, second best Tuesday opening? I don't know. I haven't looked at the list. It's also the second best Independence Day opening weekend. Choice is answer. Yeah. No. Well, I'm just curious because we went to see it on Tuesday. Yes. And because we'd been uh, 
Can uh, you guess what the best Independence Day weekend opening is? Independence Day? Michael no. Bay. Is it Transformers? Mm, it's Dark of the Moon. <laughs> Interesting enough, number okay. two is Spider-Man 4 from Home. Yeah. Number three is Spider-Man 2. Interesting. I found that interesting. But what was number one again? Dark of the Moon. Who made that film? Uh, Who made the greatest independence opening film I believe ever? it was produced by Steven Spielberg. I'm sorry, you're saying that... that I'm using Transformers I, is the. I'm using it, your metric. I'm just gonna say your metric of greatness. I was just gonna say. So you can't argue against it. I can't, but don't you feel a little dirty? You a little bit. Shower out, a little bit, but I still feel like I won <laughs> yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah, you won, but I you also like kind of lost. Well, Michael Bay's greatness is measured in dollars and cents. It turns out. Uh, well, that's assuming he has a greatness to measure. Uh, so yeah, in terms of opening Tuesdays, oh, it's number one. Number two. Yeah. Is the Amazing Spider-Man. Which. That would be the first Andrew Garfield. Huh. See, I'm surprised, but only because... I wouldn't have thought that was... That, I mean, I would have Vicky Hope and I went to the opening Tuesday. Yeah, you went to the 9 a.m. People have jobs. And we bought tickets ahead of time. Yeah. Thinking know, that, your, yeah. that the, the theater would be at least competitive. I think there were six people there total, maybe. Yeah, the 9 a.m. That's not, not true. It probably got to about a dozen yeah, by the time I, I, the film... It, it did not fill up. Apparently, there's someone it's who remembers very... things better than you. Why do you take her word for it? Because she's so hot. Because you don't Vicky. know that she's right. She yeah. just she just said something. I, I generally, which I'm not even sure the audience heard, I generally trust Vicky. By she the way, Vicky said, said the theater was three quarters full by she the She just said that Donald Trump has a house on the moon. Do you believe that too? Yes. Did Vicky say it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Then I believe it. Unbelievable. Because you know what? What? People will believe anything these days. Sometimes the movies are a little overtly political. I actually kind of... That was one of the things I liked about this film. Yes. Was that, you know... Because as we've talked about before, and as I think you are currently working on, the MCU up until this point has largely been kind of war on terror. Yes. Uh, well, at least, it, yeah, the, the early MCU is yeah, very well, Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. It's seen, one of the things I found interesting about Spider-Man Far From Home is the way in which that we might be shifting from that to more kind of the media, fake news. Well, and... Sort of bringing J. Jonah Jameson in at the end. That was a nice touch. In a new kind, in a not new, but in a kind of new way. Yeah. Well, sort of adapting him from the newspaper to, I think they said he has a controversial website. Right. To what he would be doing. Today. Today, right? Today he wouldn't own the Daily Bugle. Yeah. No, he like would. like a, you know, print paper. He yeah. would own. He'd be in Alex, was it Alex Jones? Is yeah. that the guy? Yeah. Yeah. He'd yeah, have InfoWars. He'd be like da yeah, Info Wars. Daily Stormer or what, you know, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, like that would be him. Yeah, and so that I I, I liked. Yeah, um, but it wasn't overly it wasn't overdone. The, it wasn't the second time I saw the film, I yeah. picked up on more of it. Such as well, just in terms of of um, Mysterio's whole plan. In terms, of he talks about how you know, particularly following the end the blip. By yeah. the way, that's a terrible name. Um, well, for, for are, the devastation that it caused. Yeah, exactly. Like the blip. Yeah. Yeah. The blip, you know, minus two the million five people years when half the universe disappeared. How many people, Rich? Two million. So you imagine there's a total of four million people on the planet right now. Yeah. Because Thanos took half. Okay. I just want to be clear. Rich imagines our overpopulated planet mm -hmm. is about four million people. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm pretty sure, like, seven billion is the number they mentioned in the film. Well, yes. Look, if you're going to do numbers... Is a billion that much bigger than a million? Yeah. Somewhat bigger. 
Somewhat, but not that much. Not a lot bigger, right? It's just the next one. Yeah, it's just yeah. six, six or zero. Just a step up, you know. It's like the same difference between a thousand a and a million, you know. So, but yeah, kind of in terms of the one, one more way zero. in which that, yeah. you know, that's all. Just one more zero. Mister kind yeah. of talks about following sort of the blip and that that yeah. massive disaster and the disappearance, basically, of the Avengers that people are sort of looking for something to believe in, and he's sort of swooping right in to kind of yeah. prey on that, right? Um. It was one of the things that I appreciate about the film the second time that I saw it was that it seemed like, in the way that particularly the early years of the MCU were very much sort of responding to their yeah. moment, it seems like far from home, and I'm wondering if this is going to be something going forward for the MCU, yeah. it's sort of a kind of responding very much to its moment. Right. The blip giving them kind of a trauma. Yeah. With which, although they don't, we hardly need that trauma because we just need to look around ourselves in America. Yeah, but, I mean, in the MCU, they need right that kind yeah. of trauma. Although the Avengers weren't gone, right? Like, they were well, still you, working. But when you think about it, I but mean, it, the Avengers that people know, Iron Man, Cap, Black Widow, right. gone. So you're basically left with Hulk, Thor's off in space, and Hawkeye. Like the Well, Avengers, now, now. Yeah, now. That's but during gone. the blip, the Avengers weren't gone. No, yeah, but no. even then, they were a lot more behind the scenes. Well, that's true. That's true. You know, like... Cap wasn't, you know, giving speeches. He was at an AA. But certainly, like, like your point that Iron Man is gone, gone. Yeah. Cap is gone, gone. Yeah. Well, and one of the things, that, and I kind of wonder Did if Black this Widow is... die in the last one. Yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's one of the things I kind of wonder about because you, at the end by. of the film, um, amongst the people who were thanked, one of them is is Kurt Busiek. Yes. And I'm wondering if he's being thanked because this is basically a version of Thunderbolts. That after the onslaught storyline wiped all the heroes right. out, yeah, the Baron Zemo and others masqueraded as heroes and preyed on people's beliefs and were eventually right. exposed. That Mysterio seems to right. be doing kind of a version of Thunderbolts. I guess so. That seems like a big reach for a thanks. But although I I like the except idea. that Busiek's never written. I don't think he's ever. I mean, he did Untold Tales of Spider-Man, but he hasn't done yeah. really a modern. Yeah, Spider-Man. well, you would know Busiek better than me. So, so I don't. So I, don't I don't know. I don't know what from Spider. What from Busiek would have been in the film unless yeah. it's just a minor character that pops up but I to get back to the topic I love the use of J. Jonah Jameson I love yeah. the ending kind of resetting the Spider-Man story a little bit in ways that are not the same as the original Spider-Man but Echo when you say the original Spider-Man do you mean the comics yeah in the comics like well, Spider-Man way back when who was always like Hated by J. Jonah Jameson, distrusted right. by the public. Well, and one of the things, well, because this is one of the things that it reminded one. me of is that in the comics, you did have the storyline where Gwen Stacy's father, who is the police chief, right. is killed. That's in, Dennis Leary, right? In the movies, yes. Yeah. It's Dennis in the Leary. comics. Yeah. Um, wow. He's killed in an accident that Spider Man gets blamed for. Yeah. And I seem to, I think that lasted for years in the comics. Yeah. Where Spider Man basically was wanted for murder. Right. But from the beginning. And kind of the way that they, yeah. they, and so I like that they're playing on this element of the comics, which hasn't really been done in the films. Right. But even from the beginning of Spider Man, he was always sort of a hero who was not seen as a hero, right? Yeah, to a certain extent. By, well, yeah. certainly by Jameson. Right. Um,. The police, I think, it depended on the individual. Right, but I think of those early crowd scenes, like, yeah. you know, penciled by Ditko, where, right. like, people are, like, very suspicious of yeah. Spider-Man and what he's about. Well, so, and a lot of that is because of, of Jameson's yeah. fear-mongering in the paper. That I really liked. The unmasking was an interesting twist at the end That to me. That's the big twist. Spoilers, yeah. by the way. In terms of... Oh, there may be spoilers. For this film that we're talking about that's been out for a week and a half. 
Yeah, but you know Rich Hancock is going to say that we're getting up to it too slow. So. Mm. I was just trying to be nice to the audience. Yeah, yeah. I think our audience knows what to expect from us. That's, I've, unfortunately. Clearly they don't. Yeah. I did have the, the Jameson <laughs> thing was spoiled <laughs> for me. Oh, really? Well, because as I walked into the at the Cinemark, yeah. Um, you know, I gave my, you know, I got the ticket from the guy, and and he's like, oh, the mid credit scene is probably the best mid credit scene ever. I'm oh, like, that's ridiculous. But and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, well, what could that be? I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're bringing what's his face back as J. Jonah Jameson. And yeah. then of course that's what happened. I'm like, oh. well, it's not really spoiled. That's just you yeah. being a super good detective and kind of humble bragging. I mean, works both oh, ways. Oh, it got spoiled because my brain is so. Big and I thought out the... That's just... That's, that's the saddest humble brag. It was, it was a spoiler and a humble brag. By the way, serious? I have... Speaking of J.K. Simmons, who's playing... I like how you're cracking yourself up with this one. This no, he he's cracking me up with that. Do you want... I have, I have a bit of trivia based on that. Oh, really? You have trivia? Do you want the bit of trivia? Yeah, from right. your massive brain. Yes. So J.K. Simmons, he's like Mega Ma- a Mega Mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he looks a little bit like Mega Mind actually. Okay, that's hurtful. Too much facial hair. Oh, that's a good point. He only has a goatee. Right? Actually, too much hair. All right. So, and whoever says that about Patrick, it's kind of a compliment. Yeah. Are you, are you getting the clicky pin yet? <laughs> All right. What's your uh, trivia? So J.K. Simmons, who plays Jameson. Now oh. joins a list of actors oh, that boy. have portrayed significant characters in both the DCEU and MCU. Oof. What did he do in DC? That was the first question. Who did he play in the DCEU? Um, do you remember who he played? I, I'm, I'm trying to remember wait, wait, DC wait. movies. Okay, so he was not in the Dark Knight trilogy. No, but that's not DCEU. DC, oh, it's not? Okay. No, DCEU would be Uh-oh. Man of Steel, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, Justice League. Aquaman, Shazam. All right. Shazam. Was he in Shazam? No. He wasn't in Aquaman, was he? No. Suicide Squad? No. No, I'm thinking he was. So it's got to be the Superman. Was it Batman versus Superman? I can't remember if he's in there. He may have been in that. So then it was Man of Steel. Definitely in Justice League. Justice League. Oh. I I don't remember. Commissioner Gordon. Is he really? Yeah. God, those DC films are so forgettable. Yeah, so that was the first question. So I mean, wow, well, yeah. So who I mean, are Batman's the other actors yeah. that have played roles in each? In each. Now, there's minor ones. Like, I found this. The woman who plays Vanessa in Daredevil is yeah. Superman's mom in Man of Steel. Eh. That one, yeah, I would expect. Wait, she's Superman's mom? In Man of Steel, yeah. Creepy, huh? Um, Are you sure? One of the true? Hydra thugs in Winter Soldier is one of the thugs working for Lex and Batman. Okay, that's a, that's a little very minor stuff like that. But there are, I'll give it. There are bystander B. Yeah, there <laughs> are three others that have played significant. Don't look it up on your computer. I'm not. He's looking at Vanessa. I'm looking up the... Superman's mom and Mom of Steel. Man of Steel. Mom of Steel was a very different movie. Superman's mom and Man. Oh, of Steel. Oh, I'd much rather watch Mom of Steel. It would have been better. Oh my God! Right? Yeah, I guess you're right. Superman dies like 10 minutes in and it's like his mom takes yeah. him to revenge. So, do you, can you guess who any of the other ones are? Um, how significant of a character are they? Uh, they're all pretty significant, actually, in both. Like, um, Coulson Mar- significant? Is Maria Hill in both of them? No. No, she wouldn't. Well. They're all men. They're all mm. men. One of them is the title character of one of the films. Oh, Chris Evans? No. Chris Evans has gone across franchises, but not across He was Marvel Fantastic Four. He, he was in Fantastic Four, but that's right. still Marvel. Yeah. Okay. 
X-Men's DC, right? Yeah. No, oh, X-Men's boy. Marvel. You're not going to be much help. I, <laughs> I literally listed off the films like five seconds ago. So Aquaman. Aquaman. Was Jason Momoa? No, he wasn't no. in both. Um, Batman. No, he said it was the title character. Mm-hmm. Superman. Mm-hmm. No. Batman. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. No. And Well, we won't count the early Daredevil. Really oh, oh, that MCU. That's not MCU. If you want, if you count that, yeah. then you would, Affleck would be added to the list. But okay. so you got oh, Batman yeah. versus Superman. Mm-hmm. You got Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Shazam. You got Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Shazam. He, he was not in both. Was he? No. He plays Fandral in Dark World and in Ragnarok. Okay. Zachary Levi replaces uh, the original guy that plays Fandral after Thor. No. Yeah. Really? It's Zachary Levi. Yeah. Wait, what, who's Fandral? He's one of the Warriors Three, the guy that that duels with the swords, is no. close to the giant fat guy in Hogan. Really? Yeah. He's one of those guys. Yeah. He's he's in Dark in Dark World. Starting I mean, with Dark World. And I guess Ragnarok. I don't know him as a star that well, but that stuns me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He was in. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a great story. You know, he was in like one of the minor characters, then he's Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. So that's one of the three. Okay, so we did a good job. So wait, of were the other two title characters too? Was it? Are the other two title characters? No. Well? Oh, okay. All right, let's see. Give me a hint. Like, what Marvel film were they in? Um, uh, one was in Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, I'm not gonna. And the other was in Dark World. Dark, Dark World. World. That's. Is one of them a voice here. actor for like a CG character? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Okay, so. Because that would be impossible to tell if it was. Yeah. Who was the bad guy in Ant Man and the Wasp? Who? Uh, ghost. The Orkin Man. Yeah, it's definitely not Ghost. That like. No, it's not Ghost. I got the Orkin Man. Okay. Um, <laughs> Douglas who, never went across, you, right? Who? Douglas. No. Do you remember who Ghost was working with in Ant Man and the Wasp? No, I don't. Bill Foster. Perry White. Yeah, Lawrence uh, Fishburne is the. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. he plays Perry White yep. in the DCEU, and he's been. Yep. And, then there's, and, and there's one in Thor Dark World, which I'm You're never going to get. It's someone who was in Thor Dark World and Suicide Squad. Oh, oh. yeah, forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guy that played Curse also played Killer Croc. Well, Killer Croc would be so... Yeah, you wouldn't... You wouldn't so make up to up. Yeah. It would be hard well, to Well, that's see. what I was asking, though, the CG yeah. characters, because you've got so many that, so, you know... But yeah, so, so J.K. Simmons sort of joins with them. He Such an be, esteemed roster. He must be very excited. <laughs> To have achieved such a minor trivial point in movie history. <laughs> so he's the first, he's just the fourth. There are people that, that like that kind of thing. That, that, true. And they are separated on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm, they are. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Just to point out the many ways in which you have allied yourself with Richard today. Yeah, it's not a good day for me. Yeah, you feeling good? Not a good day Nobody for me. Nobody wins today. So did you like Far From Home? I gotta say, I kind of loved Far From really? Home. Really? Okay. Yeah. I thought... Especially after Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. it was exactly the kind of movie I wanted. How so? God, I've, I've got thoughts on that. To me, Avengers Endgame, as I get further away from the movies, I don't like the Avengers stuff as much as some of the other stuff. I think because the Avengers stuff always seems to have so much in it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in a movie like Spider-Man, there's more room to kind of let stuff breathe. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the same sense that Peter Parker sort of needed a vacation from the big cosmic superhero stuff. Right. I think Far From Home is kind yeah. of the audience needed like a vacation and kind of a palate cleanser. Yeah. Um, Although calling it a palate cleanser, I feel like 
undersell. Yeah, I mean, in the sense of the or a, 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 a breath of fresh air, maybe. Yeah, that's a but, but it was just it was different. I liked um, I liked that it's kind of centered in a high school. Yeah, kind of context. There's a kind of innocence. Yeah, it had a weird, it, like particularly I, the high school stuff, had a yeah. weird kind of 80s comedy vibe to it yeah. for me. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't like, be at all surprised if that's what they were going yeah, for. Yeah, I'm kind of like, like, it's a weird... Yeah. Um, right, Ned and Betty, yeah. and, you know, they are, and then they aren't, and it's just like... Yeah, their whole relationship yeah, like, um, it on just, screen was, was kind of... No offense to your Avengers, it's just so heavy. Oh, yeah. Especially Endgame, it just... Oh yeah, Endgame was so very heavy, heavy and at oh, yeah. times ponderous. That to me, I just I like the the lightness of the Spider-Man mm-hmm. character. Yeah, the high school setting in which they put him. Mm-hmm. Um, Mysterio was an interesting. Well, they did interesting things with Mysterio. Kind of villain, yeah. I thought. Uh, yeah, the way they kind of make him a more realistic hero in a way than like the original Mysterio. No. Well, I mean, the original Mysterio was a special effects guy that that basically pretended to be a hero and was exposed. Well, no, so yeah. they, they 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 I think of Mysterio differently, I guess. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I just I really liked it. I yeah. thought it was just. I mean, it's not like the greatest film ever made, but it was a great summer film. Yeah, it was funny. It had enough action. It it didn't overdo the action. Yeah, I, I Spider Man, the first Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah, that ending scene in, uh, with the plane yeah. could be cut a solid seven minutes. Well, the other and thing, it too, is be it, it's better it's, for it. Yeah, yeah. And I, now one of the things I really... It's also shot really darkly, and it's it's kind of hard to follow in Homecoming. Yeah. Um, I thought the particularly the, the big climactic battle um, was really well done and really fun to kind of watch. In a way that I didn't think the plane was. Yeah, exactly. Because I yeah. thought... I thought the first Spider-Man in this in this new Spider-Man series was just a terrific film until homecoming. the end. Okay. Yeah, like Homecoming, to me, stumbles a little bit at the yeah. end. I, it didn't have the stumble in the in the second one. Yeah, no, this one definitely was was. Um, yeah, I the, though I would say the issue is there is that it takes a long. I do agree with critics that kind of say the film takes a while to get going. Yeah, particularly action wise, like I think it probably would have benefited from. The scene that we saw in the trailers of Spider-Man, like helping out the police and whatnot, yeah, uh, to get a little bit more Spider-Man action, yeah, you early know, on, like, we don't I, get much until he's in Venice. That didn't really bother me at all. Yeah. Like I think, and then I'll let you talk about what you, how you felt about the movie. Yeah, this really cemented Tom Holland as my favorite Spider-Man. Oh yeah, and I think it's because he does both Peter Parker mm-hmm. and Spider-Man. Yeah, really, really well. Really, really well. You know, like, whereas Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker, especially in retrospect, mm-hmm. seems like an old dude. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, like, they're all in their 30s pretending to be high school. Yeah, like, it just, it, it has kind of an older feel to yeah. it. And, and and Garfield didn't quite capture Peter Parker. Well, they just did, the, I, I think Garfield was hampered somewhat by the script in which they did. I think that's like, fair, yeah. They adapted the stupidest part of the Spider-Man comics, which is his parents being, like, secret agents yeah. or whatever. No, they did, they, that, like, he just, they, they didn't, they, they, they... I really liked Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that series of films yeah. nearly as much. But I still think, there's just, like, Tom Holland just is yeah. Peter Parker 
more so than anybody else yeah. has been. And he's a terrific Spider-Man. So then are you at all concerned about the news that came out this week? I don't know. What was the news that came out this so week? So apparently it, it's been leaked. I haven't been confirmed yet. It's been leaked that in the Sony Marvel deal that lets Marvel sort of have creative control yeah. of the Spider-Man films being made for Sony, Yeah. that allegedly, if Far From Home makes $1 billion, yeah. Marvel gets to make a third film. Yeah. If it doesn't, Marvel's done. With Spider-Man? That Sony gets creative control back. That doesn't make any sense at all. I don't think it makes any sense at all. I don't like, you know... Is that true? That We don't know. It's been leaked in a couple places. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it's been But Marvel's got a track record. It's like, oh, you didn't make a yeah. billion. I mean, the issue is that the, the film's made $600 million so far. It looks like it's probably going to make its $100 million, or its $1 billion easy. Oh, okay. Um, but even if it didn't, it seems like such a weird... It was, it's such a weird deal. Yeah. Well, the the well, how would that thing, work? Because Tom Holland has, so he would be not Spider Man. I don't anymore? know. I don't know how that would work. But the issue is, well, because the the theory is that what Sony really wants to do, apparently, yeah, is a Spider Man Venom movie with the Venom from the Venom movie. Yeah. And a lot of people think that would be a terrible idea. Yeah. Wait. Uh, so Sony Marvel, has not done well. Marvel doesn't own Venom. No, uh, no. Sony has all the rights to the Spider-Man characters. So they worked out a deal to let Marvel. Okay, so when Disney bought everything, they didn't get Spider-Man. So the one thing they don't own is Spider-Man. They also don't have Hulk in the sense that they can't do Hulk solo movies because okay. Universal has the rights to the Hulk solo movies. They can use Hulk in the MCU and do whatever they want. Okay. Well, but then they add a Dark World and like get me. Do uh, that's not a Hulk movie. That's a Thor. Oh, film. Hulk! I'm, God, I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Completely on that's that, how yeah. it got made, though. Yeah, that's how it got made. See, it's, it's about Thor. Thor is not covered <laughs> by the Hulk deal. One of those pesky loopholes. Yeah, yeah. Thor's not Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really... Somebody at Universal is, how do we get that loophole? Like, we let the, them have that it's, loophole? It's really the fine print that gets you. That's yeah. Right. That's why I'm not good at business, you know? I'd be like, it's okay, guys. I made sure they don't get the Hulk movies. I mean, Thor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The, the typo in the contract that changes. But yeah, so that's apparently... <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, Sony will probably continue to ruin the Spider-Verse until well, they, they, they Disney buys it. They did well with the Spider-Verse. Well, that's true. That's that, that's a fair point. But their so, live-action stuff has not been... Has not been... Well, basically, it's been the Andrew Garfield films and, and Venom. I have not seen Venom yet, but I don't think I will. I saw Venom. I like got It was like three ninety nine to rent. Yeah, we talked about it. You said it was... Eh. It's, yeah. again, I, I like... Like, it's not as bad as it could be, but it's not good. Yeah. Or it's not great. Yeah. Well, now I you get it's a neat idea, and it would be kind of cool to see a Venom versus Spider-Man movie, but like it would be a good would one. Because we've seen a Venom versus Spider-Man movie. A good one, I like to see. And you're assuming that we would see a good. First off, yeah, Venom just kind of sucks. One of the least interesting Marvel characters. Well, he was interesting to, to begin with. Yeah, when they did kind so. of like they in the comics, they did like a slow burn of like he's stocky. Like there's a yeah. long. The problem is again. There's a long history that gets you to Venom. You got the you've got Secret Wars and the black costume and all that, and then you get to Venom. Yeah. Everyone just wants to jump to Venom. Yeah. And then ooh, put Venom. I mean, like particularly this version, yeah. there is zero connection between Venom and Spider-Man. Right. In like the narrative of the right. Venom universe, so why would it matter? Yeah. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm Tom Holland, I'm in that movie. The first thing I was like, dude, why are you dressed like me? Yeah, I can see why. Right. Like why. Sony would want this because they want to make money. Yes, they want their own, they want the same thing in DC. They want the universe. But I don't think anybody else would. 
would yeah. want that. I just, I, you know, given Sony's track record with Spider-Man, yeah, they're better served letting Marvel come up with ideas. Well, the Independent is reporting, yeah, like you said, that Marvel will lose Spider-Man. Yeah. And yeah, probably Sony will try and make their own, and it'll be like another Venom. Mm. Or they'll use, uh, yeah. So I, you know, my hope is that. It came from the does. industry newsletter, the Ankler. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's so that's that's my hope is is that it will make the billion and they'll get to do a third film. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be in everyone's best interest for Marvel to do another film. Yeah, I would think so. Like but I guess, I mean, you know, if Sony's having to share profits with Marvel, then they're not making as much money as they would make on a a Spider-Man movie that they own themselves. Well, they yeah. would because they wouldn't make money on the film because it wouldn't be good. Yeah. People would still go see it. Yeah, they yeah, make they plan yeah. it. They made a lot of money. Venom was very successful at the box office. Yeah, yeah I guess money wise, they it just will be, it. it will be the end of superhero cinema yeah. as we know it. Yeah, that, that is what it'll do. That kind of thing. So, what did you think of the film? Oh, I enjoyed it. I really liked yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, All right, night, folks. Yeah. Did you did you want some deeper now? Well, no, no. I'm just like so for a lot of the same reasons as you. Is that yeah, I, I okay. thought it was a nice kind of breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, As Spidey should be. They somehow managed mm-hmm. the scene where, particularly, and again, after kind of the dourness of Endgame, the scene where they show people coming back from the blip. Yeah. Like, that was hilarious. I'm like, how did they make that funny? Like, when they, they pop back up in the gym. Right. During the yeah. day, I was like, they just took, like, the the entire ponderousness of of the snap. Right. And then played it for comedy. As it should be in a Spidey yeah. movie, yeah. you know? Like, the Avengers should be, you know, the the dark, and yeah. the Spidey should well, be Well, on the other hand, the other, the, other, in yeah. Washington, the other thing that struck me as really, really kind of, of dark and sad yeah. is Flash Thompson's character. Yeah. Because he's gone for five years. He's back now for eight months. His parents are already tired of him. Like well, they they're were, not answering his texts. Right, but weren't they always tired of him? They were, but you would think that that would change when your son disappears for yeah, five I years. I see what you're saying, yeah. And then he comes back, and they're like just right back. I was like, wow, yeah. that, I feel really Well, it turns bad. out when he got blipped, they didn't have to text him. I guess not, but they I was just like, got, that they, was... They had a little just, party, I guess, when it, it happened. Well, no, it just it reinforced habits. That's just harsh. You it's know, like, the like, kid's been gone for five years. Yeah. And it's he been the best back, five years of their lives. It's been a year, and you're already back to, like, oh, I don't have time for my son. I think it's funny. You think it took him eight months? <laughs> I just assume he came generous. back and they were like, hmm. I'm being generous. Yeah. yeah. Well, he yeah. came back and they started immediately ignoring his text. But yeah, like, that was, I was like, oh, I, that's harsh. Also, like, the way in which May was now working with, like, the people who had been displaced because they'd been blipped and they'd come back. And, yeah. Like, it, it's at least acknowledging how complicated the world would have been. Like, yeah, oh, we yeah. all celebrate the Avengers bringing everybody back. Yes, but the truth of the matter is, it's kind of a hot it, mess when you think about it. It would it would make the world way more conflict ridden than oh, it yeah. was before. Oh, can you imagine? Like, well, because I mean, like as May story points out, like she yeah. popped up in her apartment yeah. that somebody else was living in. Right. And you got to think that happened to any number of people, right? And she's like, what about people that were married and lost a spouse and then moved on in the five years and this, then bam, spouses back? This is exactly the point I made when we talked about Endgame, which I'm sure you don't remember because it was on the podcast, which you immediately <laughs> wiped from your I'm pretty your sure memory I, tapes. I'm pretty sure I remember, but if you would like to, to the to memory tapes get wiped, like would you like to elaborate? Well, we talked about like the complications of this happy ending, right? That that. Cap is sitting there with people who haven't moved on. Yes. But what about the people who have? Yeah. You know, like the, well, 
that have remarried. And it also got and me their to thinking. Spouse comes back. You know, yeah. Tony Stark's whole argument is, you know, we Tony have Stork? to do it this Stork. way. So that yeah, I, I heard have... that too. I heard yeah. Stark. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm gonna see if we can let that go. Does he deliver babies? He does. Yeah. Um, but like his whole thing is that we have to pickles. That we have to wish everyone back. Did a Stork just deliver classic pickles? Am I am I misremembering? No, no, that's fine. It's why would they do? Like, why would you say? We're running a pickle company. Let's have a stork be our mascot. That makes no sense. Yeah, it's true. It doesn't. I'm sorry, hey, but I've interrupted hey, a more, more important point. But well, that's well, going to bug me know, for a week. Like Tony's whole thing of, of you know, yeah. we have to just bring everybody Tony back stork. from right where they were. It's like, well, why can't you have the gauntlet? Yeah. Why can't you just say, hey, bring, you know, put everything back for five years except me and Pepper and my kids? Yeah. Like that, because well, but then what about all the other? What about all the other people that had kids? That but he doesn't. Would lose he them? But he doesn't know. He only his, his argument care. is never other. His He's argument Tony. is never other people have moved right, on. Right. His argument is always I can't lose what I have. Right. But so I, either way, he's selfish. Even when right. Well, I guess, but like the, the the selfish way where he's like everybody else with babies in the last five years, you know. Yeah. Screw him. Yeah. Done. Like, you know, hit a giant. But yeah, it's, yeah. that. You know what they could then? But if he did that. Then the Vlasic Stork could bring a lot of babies to people. Nah, I'm pretty sure the Vlasic yeah, Stork. You're really be going with that. I think he brings pickles. He doesn't bring. So he don't, I can, of course he only brings pickles. Yeah, he's a pickle. He's It'd be really pickle. disappointing, like if Tony like wiped out your kid and then there's a knock at the door, and you like look through the peephole and it's a stork and you're like, George is back. And you open. Well, would just, you remember George? It's just a pickle and a sling. Mm. But would you remember George? Or would it like wipe your memory of it happening? It, depend, it would depend how Tony phrased it. Yeah. Like if everything was right. reset to five years ago, then probably everyone would forget the intervening five years. Right, like Flash Except Tony changing Diggle's baby's yeah. gender. Yeah. And Diggle knew no better until Flash told him. Diggle knew no better? Knew no better? Knew no better? Knew no better? Can we get back to Tony Stark? Knew no better? No, because I think we focused on the new no better now. Man, it was a sweet two-minute run of Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness for new, new, better. Now replace. <laughs> like I snapped my fingers. Damn it. Um, uh. You know who I really liked in this film? Hmm. Zendaya. Oh, I love Zendaya in anything she does. So you really liked the dance program she was on on Disney? No, I haven't seen that. Wait, what was the title? I can never remember the title of that show. I don't know. Dance, dance, dance? No. I don't know. No, it was really good. Yeah. No, I like her in, you know, I liked her in Greatest Showman. I like her in the Spider-Man films. I, yeah, shake it up. I haven't really been able to make myself watch Euphoria on HBO because I just, like, that show seems like it's going to freak me out. Yeah. Um, yeah, we shake it up. So, okay. Hope and I watched Shake It Up. Did you? Yeah. It, it was as Hope was... Shake it up. Transitioning out. Who, what? Who? Shake it up. Oh, Vicky didn't want people to watch that show in her house, so Hope and I did not. Where we did not watch. Why did Vicky not want people to watch Shake It Up? I don't remember. We can't hear you in there, Vicky. Do you want to come? Like, so, um, Hope and I we watched it. We watched it only every once in a while. Yeah, I love Zendaya. Okay. Love Zendaya. I think she's a wonderful actress. Yes. Shake It Up. Sorry, Patrick. I'm practically in your lap. It's fine. Shake It Up was a show based upon the girls dressing inappropriately for their age and yeah. shaking it up. And, and it just, they weren't good role models at the time, although the actresses have turned out to be yeah. good role I models. I mean, Bella Thorne, in a different kind of way, has, has mm. really mm. kind of asserted herself in a role modeling yeah. fashion. And, and, and Zendaya seems great, but I wouldn't have guessed that based on Shake It Up, yeah, which felt to me like, 
like done. just yeah. If be, you if Patrick watched it, it would be it would be weird. It would be weird. What are you I, doing? I'm watching Shake. It's 8 p.m. Time to watch Shake It Off. It's not on anymore. You do know that. Hey, you probably, it's probably streaming somewhere. Oh yeah, but not at eight o'clock then. You can stream it whenever you want, dude. Yeah, it's but you said it's eight o'clock. I'm watching Zendaya. Like, yeah, why would you no, peg it to a time? Because it's when I watch the TV. <laughs> so, it's so, when I watch the picture box. When I first saw the trailers for Homecoming, she felt a little flat in them. Yeah. Now that I've gotten accustomed to her MJ well, that, character. Well, that's kind of part of her character. No, agreed. That I think it totally works. Yeah. And the dynamic between her and Tom Holland... Oh, it's fantastic. Totally works. Yeah. And I love the way they're changing MJ. Mm-hmm. Right? Because MJ has always been, like, super hot, yeah. you know, high glam model. Yeah. Um, and this MJ is very, very different in a way mm-hmm. that I think... Is a more empowering, more grounded, yeah, kind yeah, of no, the, the, like the, understanding yeah. of a high school girl. Yeah, the, I, I like that there is literally nothing done in the film to in any way sexualize right. MJ. And when the the one half fractional glimmer of it happens, she makes fun of Peter. Oh, and he says you're pretty. Yeah, yeah, right. And thus I have value. Thus I have value. Yeah. yeah, you know, like. Like she's great. Yeah, yeah. She her, and, the character's written really well. Well, and she, she also plays ca- the character really. She does. Well. She captures, you know, in kind of her own way. Particularly as we see in this film, there's an awkwardness to her that kind of mirrors Peter's awkwardness towards yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, that that again, Zendaya captures really well and makes so much more sense. Yeah. Than awkward Peter. And supermodel MJ. Right. Which, of course, is like a nerd fantasy kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... <laughs> Boy, Rich chimed in a little too quick on yeah. that one, did mm-hmm. <laughs> Hot diggity. Hot <laughs> diggity. Where's that's my supermodel? Yeah. That's what I say when I meet people. They say, hey, hot diggity. Humana, humana. And then they walk yeah. away. There was just a quality to the mmm, mmm, that just... Yeah. We might have to cut that. Like, Possibly. edit it. I'm a very lonely person. We can fix that in post. I think people understand. The, we can fix what you said. You being lonely, we can't fix in post. Nobody can fix in any way. Unfixable. Yeah, that's 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 Unfixable. beyond the, the, the. It is my burden, and I shall so, bear it. So, there's a show. Then we love Tom Holland. Yeah, oh yeah, Tom Holland. We love Zendaya. He, I have to say, he probably is of the 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 Spider Mans we've had in in the movie. Yeah, he's easily the best. He also is a Spider Man who has embraced off screen. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've seen this the, the Spider Maniness of his yeah, life. Yeah. There was thing you he know? did at Disney World. Yeah. With people, and, and he's gone to hospitals and stuff like that. Like he's. And we've talked about that on past podcasts. The yeah. way in which the really great Marvel yeah. characters yeah. on screen are played by people who, who aren't embarrassed. The yeah. To be doing a superhero movie. Well, to be fair, movie, that's but... what makes the great comic book movie is you yeah. do it in a way that shows that you're not embarrassed. Right. That it's a comic book movie, which right. is the problem with so many films. And when you do that... in some that, ways, that, that's kind of where I think the X-Men franchise... Yeah, that's an interesting that's kind idea. Of I mean, I, yeah. they, they kind of came in at a time when sort of doing comic book movies but being sort of embarrassed about it was yeah. kind of okay. Yeah. But now not so much. I mean, the, the last Fantastic Four right. movie was, was most people chalked that up as a... Trank, just trying that, to, you know, that, to... That people, you know... There's the new thing where um, that Joker movie that's coming out. Oh. You know, the the director said, we're not doing anything from the comics. 
Yeah. Um, you know, right. and if that ticks the fanboys off, fine. Because it's serious art or whatever. It is. But also, I'm like, well, there's actually not that much Joker stuff in terms right. of his origin, anyways. But when yeah, you... that's that's sort of almost as part of the character is yeah. that there isn't an origin story. When, when, you, idea when the... you step past the idea that it's inherently embarrassing, right. yeah. to be doing Marvel material, mm-hmm. some of these films have hit, like Captain America: Winter Soldier. Well, really, the Captain America movies, period. Yeah. Are, are they're really good movies and, and again, I think sometimes unfairly maligned by people like some of the reviews I looked at First like, Avenger is yeah, yeah First Avenger like, is, is I'm not a fanboy and so you know I don't like to hang out with the broy culture of the guys you know talking you know, and I'm like that's not here I yeah. don't know what you're talking about yeah yeah but yeah I mean again that that, that again yeah the, the best films the best actors in the MCU are the ones that that you know have embraced like Evans, Downey, Hemsworth. Well, you think about the 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 the, the old like uh, Fantastic Four movies. Like, could you imagine those cat those actors like? Oh God! Like, could you imagine them being out and about and being like, "Oh boy, I'm you know you know." Oh, Jessica Alba could have done it, but she was trapped yeah. in a film that didn't let her. Yeah, yeah. But boy, the Mister Fantastic in that film is the, he's like Cyclops in yeah. all the X Men films. He's just like. Worse than Cyclops. Flat and bland, yeah, though. Which, to and be just fair, like, he's, it's, it's Reed Richards. There's not. Yeah. Uh, but but he, you can still do you something. Could, you could play him as such a you could play him. arrogant, well, you know, SOB. That, I think we might get to that in, in other stuff. Yeah. So I'll give you a dollar if you can give me Zendaya's full name. Oh, I can't do that. It's Zendaya. Marie hmm. Stormer Coleman. Wow. Yeah. I didn't give her a chance. Sorry, Rich. I thank you for not giving me a chance. Given that you can't name any female actors, it seemed like a... Oh, no. Any female actors from the last 50 years, wasn't it? It was, I think, pre, pre-21st century, maybe, yeah, was, was the like challenge we gave him. It was pre-1980s, wasn't it? Was it pre-1980s? Yeah. When we, we I like, thought it was just like in the 20th, 20th century, and we, we couldn't come up with any. Definitely not the 21st century. And they said I'm a very lonely person. But that means you should watch more material. Yeah, exactly. Nah. Maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, you're a lonely person who's not even doing being a lonely person right. <laughs> so what do you think about Jake Gyllenhaal then? I liked him. Yeah. Um, again, they 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 did some weird things with Mysterio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I liked Gyllenhaal. Um, maybe got a little bit over the top in some of the scenes after the big reveal. Well, he's such a serious actor. Yeah, it's kind of weird like, to see him in yeah. something like this. But I really yeah. like his. Like, part of me hopes Mysterio's not dead. Yeah, it feels like he is. Look like, out, there goes your mic. That guy was like the ghost of Mysterio. I was going to say, I'm the one that wants him to be alive. Why is he coming after me? You're the one that just called him dead. The ghost of Mysterio. Well, he or... seems pretty pretty gone. He does, except there was that scene right I'm not sure Gyllenhaal, would Gyllenhaal want to do another one? It depends. Everybody seems to have fun. I mean, for crying out loud, Glenn Close did one of these movies. It's true. It's true. Have you seen Nightcrawler, by the way? I have not. Really good movie. I've heard good things about Bobby it. Bobby really insisted that I watch that movie. Yeah. It is spectacular. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I... That guy's talented. It doesn't have Nightcrawler in it, though. I, I guess it depends no. on... No, it you know, did he have fun doing this film? I mean, yeah. like, all, you see all of, like, the interviews and stuff that he's done with Tom Holland, and it's yeah. clear, like, they are best buds at this point. Yeah. Um, Who wouldn't be? Like if Tom Holland just showed up here for thirty minutes and showed up on the podcast, I think the only people be that are that are frustrated with Tom Holland are, are Marvel executives, right? Because all he does is spoil things. He's a little leaky, but he that's kind of yeah. like it's the charm of him it being is. Peter Parker. Yeah. You know, 
He's adorable. In fact, oh yeah, I totally died. Yeah, Tom Holland is adorable. Yeah, I guess he is adorable. Yeah, like I, I, I think that is the best word to describe him. I think Hope would use a different word. Yeah, well, that's. But. So, but yeah, I I did like Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. It's a very different take on Mysterio. But the way they plucked people from other films. That was. So here's the thing. So the, that was pretty cool, it right? It was, except for the first time, because the first time I saw the film, yeah. I had to use the restroom. So I, use, I'm like, oh, they're just talking in the bar. Yeah. So I go, and I come back in, in the middle of them showing the scene from Iron Man 1. I'm yeah. like, what the? Like, did we, are they? Did I read the, somewhere that that was Peter Billingsley, too? Peter Billingsley. Is, it, is that, isn't Peter Billingsley the guy that was on, like, uh, A Christmas Story? What? The Kid? I don't think that's him. Peter Billingsley. I don't. I don't think. I guess it could be him. Peter I, Billingsley. That, that also was one of the other nice him. things. That was something I both liked and had questions about. Yeah. In terms of like the way in which this film sort of of tied yeah. into Phase One, because you have you know you have the scientist back in Iron Man. Yeah. Hall is revealed as the guy to have created the barf system that was. Produced in or introduced Arf. in Civil War, um, right? Which I found that interesting. Again, a couple things I found odd is one is like so. Gyllenhaal to be the creator of that system seems like he would be fairly well known at Stark. And so, how does nobody know who he is when he takes? Like nobody recognizes him with the the dome off. And I'm like, I'm like I would, I would have thought someone would have recognized him. That might be a loophole. The other thing that kind of surprised me too is that Plus that one. they went back to the the scientist in Iron Man One, <laughs> yeah, when they had Tinkerer in the first in Homecoming. They had Tinkerer in Homecoming. The guy that was actually inventing all of Vulture's oh. technology. The, oh, but that to me that was. And I was like, they could have easily brought really him back in. It. As far as I can tell here, Peter Billingsley, who mm -hmm. played the kid in A Christmas Story, yes, was an executive producer on Iron Man. He also or portrayed William. Ginter Riva and Iron Man and Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, okay. I did not recognize him. You wouldn't, I don't think. Yeah. But good for Ralphie. Yeah. Like, if you could have told Ralphie... Mommy, I can't put my arms down! Well, that's not what Ralphie Ralph. says. I know, but... but that's the only line I know from the yeah. film. Yeah. And you'll shoot your eye out, which is also not Ralphie. Right. But if you had told Ralphie... Mm -hmm. That one day... That one day he not only would have his Red Rider BB gun... Yes. But he would also... Get to be well. It's not Ralphie. It's Peter Billingsley. Ralphie doesn't get to be same thing. I no. think Ralphie does. Why do you gotta hate on Ralphie? It's a, it's a yeah. God, it's never a big fan of the Christmas Story. So that's ridiculous. Why does a child of a filmed in Cleveland? Yeah, that doesn't really do anything for me. Well, it should. That would be like me being excited you, about. So you don't like a Christmas Story? I just always found it really boring. You know I don't like doesn't either. like it. Hope. No, see. But yeah. Rich is now on your side. So how do you feel about that? He's uh -huh. not on my side. He's over there with you. No, he said he agrees with you on the, the yeah, I don't not like the Christmas, Christmas story. story. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's blah. To be fair, it's also one of those where it gets played every year. It's overdone. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's overhyped. And it should be replaced by Daddy's Home, too, now. No. As the as the greatest Christmas movie <sighs> of all time. No. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. No, there should be a new Christmas story done by Will Fell. Do you know what? No. There won't be any snow in Africa this year. So what are those kids gonna do for Christmas? Because if you do don't have snow for year. Christmas, whatever they do every other year, yeah, whether they celebrate Christmas oh, at all, won't be snow. They probably celebrate Kwanzaa if anything. I'm not sure they celebrate Kwanzaa. The point being, 
snow doesn't seem to be the is that the, the point because we're the, supposed to be talking about peak, far from home the peak of their problem yeah like yeah, is the real problem is that they don't have snow oh uh, yeah oh, maybe those, it is those poor people don't have snow yeah i don't know there have been years where i have not had snow at christmas and yet i managed to have christmas i haven't it doesn't seem like snow is is the right snow the, is not I, I agree with you that yeah. snow seems to be food yeah, it's in retrospect would have been it's like a the, really stupid lyric yes yeah <laughs> It's a great song, but it is a... Is it a great song? I do. Whenever you hear that, that the opening drum beats, come on. But it's only good for cheese. Doesn't get you, doesn't get you no. a little bit? No, not as a great song. As a cheese yeah. song, yeah. yeah. No, the cheese song is We Are the World. Especially now that I've seen Mark Wahlberg mm. perform it. Oh, God. You can only you can only hear it as cheese. Yeah. We Are the World, also cheese. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So anyway, we went from... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal to Peter Billingsley. To snow. I, th- I just feel like I've brought a lot of spice. I brought the, the Vlasic Stork. I'm sorry, is this the humble brag that you're about a, to No, do? this is our straight brag. Okay. I, I gave it to you straight, not the, well, it was spoiled for me in a terrible manner. Somebody, dropped a, my dang somebody mine. dropped a completely obtuse clue and I quickly pieced it together. Like Sherlock Holmes. I'm kind of the Sherlock of the MCU. <laughs> about the MCU. Should we talk about the other post credit scene? Sure. And the scrolls? That was fine by me. It was kind of a weird... It, it did explain a lot, because the one thing watching most of the film, I'm like, Nick Fury seems really out of character. Yeah. Like when he says, you know, the Captain Marvel thing, don't invoke her name. I'm like, that's a weird line. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then when he's like unnecessarily harsh to Peter, I'm like... Nick's in a bad mood. Like, what's up yeah. with him? Yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't um, eat today. I'm kind of hangry. So, yeah, so that did kind of explain it. But I'm, I, I'm trying to figure out... I'm, I'm curious as to if, if that's any way kind of indicating a direction they're going with the future of the MCU. Yeah. But it was, it was kind of a weird, like, I'm like, why, why Nick Fury needed a vacation, apparently? Well, you know, I've heard it suggested that it suggests a new direction. Yeah. That maybe this is S.W.O.R.D., Oh, for I example, that. showing up. That could be sword, yeah. And it would make sense, right? If you had a shield when you thought all of your threats were sort of earthbound threats, but you've now it's now been made very clear to you by mm-hmm. Thanos and people like him yeah. that there is this this extraterrestrial threat yeah. that why wouldn't Nick Fury upgrade his job from shield to sword? Hmm. I could see that. I don't really need it. Yeah. But it is, given the logic of the Marvel Universe, yeah. somebody would build it. See, mm-hmm. I had a couple other ideas. Okay. Well, in terms of, uh, of, of directions that they could go in, one of them was um, in terms of... Because, I mean, obviously there's a lot of... Um, in this film, there's obviously a, a theme of, like, appearances can be deceiving right. and fake news and stuff like that. So, um, And there's rumors that the big bad for the next phase of the MCU is going to be Norman Osborn. Like, that. that's... Really? Been one of the rumors kind of laying around. Yeah, I wouldn't be thrilled with that. Well, it makes you wonder. So much Norman Osborn. I'm wondering if they're building toward. Because one thing they could be building toward is a a kind of secret invasion. Yes. But that is the film I most want made. But very different from the previous one, or the one in the comics, which is all like the scrolls have secretly infiltrated us. Right. What if it's more about the way in which the scrolls, who were refugees in Captain Marvel, what if they have found. By you know taking on a human appearance, they have found you know a way to live on Earth, 
And what happens is that they get exposed. And Osborne sort of uses that to demonize them. Yeah. On his way to whatever power he's going to accrue. Right. That could happen. Yeah. Would would the scrolls as we know them do that? Like, are you saying like they've? So would it be like? Secret no, they're invasion? just peacefully like, living here. But would they have kidnapped people? No. That they've replaced? No. Because that would be the easiest way for them to assimilate into life. No, I, I would see it more as they've they've sort of just eked out an existence on Earth. They're perfectly peaceful, perfectly harmless. But but they get exposed in some way. Well, and then they're demonized. As you were talking about the ways in which the Marvel universe might be pivoting from the war on terror, right? To sort of Trump's America, yeah, right. That yes. would right that that would make a lot of sense. Which would make sense for Norman Osborn to not become yeah. Green Goblin, but to become Hobgoblin, because his costume is orange, all over. <laughs> that's really it's good. Everywhere. That's, that's that's really good. Yeah, that's a good. I, I like it. So that's um, one of the. That's one. Uh, that because you know. Have you read that somewhere? Or is that I all have not. You? No, just in terms. I mean, because I've read the stuff that people are saying, like the scrolls. It's a, it's a great. Might I, be indicative yeah. of of the direction going forward, yeah. but nothing. I haven't read anything specifically about like what it means. Right. Um, I mean, because the most obvious thing that the scrolls indicate is Fantastic Four. Right. Uh, which that got me wondering in turn because the other thing that this movie obviously sets up Super Scroll. No, I didn't think Super Scroll. Oh, that's a bummer. But sort I of just, sets I up, really like Well, in terms of the idea of, you know, with Edith, the idea of finding the next Tony Stark. Yeah. And obviously it's not Mysterio. Right. But it kind of raises the question of who is the next Tony Stark. Right. And I had three theories related to that. Does the, do we already know the next Tony Stark? In the film? No, in the Marvel Universe. Because the Marvel Universe is replete with Tony Starks. Yeah. Are you talking about the MCU? Yeah. Oh. How do you mean replete with Tony Stark? Well, it's full of, like, super ridiculously smart scientific It is, but I'm thinking of... uh, You've got Bruce Banner, you've got Scott Lang. But you do, but, I mean, when you think about it, like, Bruce Banner's tied to the hole. I mean, because one of the, like, like, Tony kind of, if you think about it, Tony Stark kind of inspired this first wave of the MCU, like, the, the birth of the superhero. The good and the bad. Good and the bad. So you're looking for someone who might have that same kind of effect. It is kind of amazing how much bad stuff Tony created. Oh. Like, we're still... You mean, like, all of it? Yeah, like, we're still cleaning up for well, Tony. Well, it's like that scene in in um, Civil War when uh, the Secretary of State, Thunderbolt Ross, is listing off all of the terrible disasters. I'm like, only one of those is not Stark's fault. Right. Like, all of those are Stark's fault. Like, and, and yeah. you know... Just to get Tony yeah. to stop doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's like, um, we're here. It's really an intervention, Tony. We need you to stop. So, so, maybe kind so of what, you're thinking about, like, the next guy to make everything go wrong. Well, then, yeah, the next guy that's going to have that kind of a... Or that could have that massive kind of influence. Right. I don't see it as Hulk because everyone's kind of, you know, scared of Hulk. Right. Ant-Man has the criminal No, I'm not past. scared of Hulk. They're taking selfies with them. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I don't think that's going to last. It never lasts in the comics. I hope not. So I'm trying to think, like, who could that be? Okay. And the person who immediately jumped to my mind was Reed Richards. Sure. That is, is that, though giving him a giant weapon system is kind of weird for Reed. Um, but kind of like the, the person who could kind of inspire, but also, you know, cause problems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Reed, seem, in terms of like a, a figure within the MCU that could have the same kind of powerful influence that Tony did. His insatiable scientific curiosity exactly, like creating as many problems as it solved. Well, because yeah. one of the other theories I've read 
is that like the next big storyline for the MCU is going to be the Annihilation storyline from the comics. Yeah. Which, of course, was Annihilus, who's from the Negative Zone, which, of course, Reed Richards right. found. Yeah. So that it seems like that might be, assuming that's true, that might be a way of kind of bringing the Fantastic Four in. It just feels to me like the Fantastic Four have to be next. I think so, too. Besides, you know, Black Panther and Captain Marvel and all the stuff that's already established, when you're thinking about, like, what's new next... Right. It has to be. X-Men is too fresh. It's too fresh. Like, like there's been too much X-Men stuff done. Yeah. They need to let that sit. Now, in Hollywood terms, that means for like four or five years, yeah. probably. Yeah. But I would assume that, that the Fantastic Four are next in the pipeline and yeah. that the X-Men would be following upon yeah. that. So Reed Richards is one possibility. Yep. Another possibility, which really got me thinking about, particularly seeing Far From Home the second time. Hank Pym? No. No. Ironheart. Riri Williams. Okay. Because one of the things they could do is they could do kind of a Young Avengers. You got sp- or a kind of Young Avengers slash right. champions. Yeah. Uh, with a younger generation. Um, so why not bring in Ironheart, which might be in, in terms of, of the next Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get Cyclops into the universe that way, too. And then... The champions. You could take it quite literally in terms of the next Tony Stark. Yeah. Which is a scroll being Tony Stark, or was the Tony Stark we had before actually a scroll, and the real Tony Stark comes back, like the next Tony Stark is wow. actually that's, Tony Stark. That's really spinning it. It, it is feels unlikely to it me. It does, but you know those are my three theories. Because that means Robert Downey Jr. coming back, right? Yes, and I don't see him coming back. I, not for that long a haul. It's no, a, it might just be a short. It's a really interesting so. theory. But what if the next Tony Stark is Tony Stark? I like it. I I, I give that oh, we a, should have done a less than one percent yeah. probability of happening. So that's like a one to one. Exactly wrong. Um, <laughs> Riri Williams, like Tony Stark, is the next Tony Stark is like twenty five hundred to one. Yeah, yeah. Riri Williams does not seem likely to me. Yeah. She might show up in the universe, but to but to occupy Tony Stark's place. Yeah. I would say unlikely. Two hundred fifty to one. Yeah. yeah. Reed Richards yeah. feels like a two-to-one kind yeah. of proposition. Well, I, I mean, particularly in the way that this film kind of sets up a, a gap. Right. You know, Mysterio is kind of trying to take advantage of it. There's the guy doing the news report that's like, are the Avengers even around? Like, yeah. there's not the big super team right. around right now. Yeah. I mean, kind of thinking right. in store, I mean, you know, it would make sense for the FF to become the next team. Absolutely. To show up. Because they have kind of a celebrity-esque kind of yeah. quality to them anyway. People yeah. know who they are, you know, as civilians as well as heroes. Yeah. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. People don't seem as threatened by them as they do right. other heroes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see Marvel Studios actually do a Fantastic Four film. I would too. Just yeah. because Fantastic Four just has never really gotten... Any kind of a... Though, good. shockingly, there was the article that came out this week that apparently, financially, Dark Phoenix is a bigger flop than the last Fantastic Four movie. Really? Well, yeah, I'm sure it cost more to me. I guess so. And to uh, reshoot and to publicize. To me, I just I feel like that's too bad. Oh, because it is. Oh, yeah. there's, the there's, Fantastic Four movie is there's an no comparison in quality yeah. between yeah. the two of them. Yeah. Well, Dark Phoenix may not be good, but like it's yeah, not Fantastic I, Four. I just feel like Dark Phoenix was treated unfairly. Oh yeah, bit. I think it, I think it came out at the wrong time. Yeah. Which is not to say that I think it was great. No. But it was it's better than people a, said. Yeah. Yeah. And it tried to do some stuff that was worth doing. Yeah. yeah. So how are we doing on time, Rich? 
Uh, one hour, two minutes. Oh, hey. Yikes. Well, we don't have to do fair or foul. Like, we've covered everything we need to cover. I think so. I think. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Well, I mean, four like, or five minutes is intro stuff, but right. still pretty close. Yeah. yeah. I think I've covered most of my stuff. Okay. You got anything else? No, I don't. I, I feel like I've covered all the things I brought. I wanted to you make sure we anything. talked about the Vlasic pickle. You didn't. Stork. I'm pretty sure you didn't bring he that. He was on my list of notes. I don't think that's You had no I notes. wanted to talk about snow in Africa. I don't think that's true. Check. Nailed that. I think Check. you're lying. Yeah. You're a, and, you're a and I definitely liar. wanted to go down the, the Peter Billingsley. Mm-hmm. I don't think you wanted to do any of those Rabbit things. Rabbit hole. So. Yeah. Tony check, Stork. Check, check. You mentioned. Yeah. Well, Patrick, I, thank God Patrick said Tony Stork. Yeah, I said Tony Stork. Did you give him credit for stuff. By the way, that would be a great mashup. Tony Stork? Well, that'd yeah. be like a... It would be, no, it would be the Vlasic Pickle guy in an Iron Man suit well, it'd delivering be like the, babies. Uh, what was it? Um, Captain Carrot and the Zoo Crew at DC? Yeah. This would be like... I remember Captain Carrot. Yeah, you'd, you'd have Tony Pig Stork Iron. would be with Spider-Ham. I always like Pig Iron. It was always one of my favorites in there. I did not like Captain Carrot. It was stupid. It, oh, so it, it didn't treat well, your material wait, seriously enough. No, it was did stupid. You, are you saying you think Captain Carrot may not be a serious take on I a superhero genre? Don't, I'm not a big fan of like the anthropomorphized animals. Oh, you just don't like animals. I don't like animals. I just don't like anthropomorphized animals. All right, let's. I, I mean, I'm just kind of. Who who else can you name from the zoo crew? Oh, there's. Uh, let's see. Pig Iron. Well, mm. okay, the one that I just <laughs> said. Okay. Um, I can't oh remember my, any of them. Oh my! There's like one that's God. a Wonder Woman. I can't remember what. She's like a sheep. Oh my! We have to go through these really quickly. Do we? So there's there's Rodney Rabbit who played Captain that's, Carrot. Yeah, that's Captain Carrot. Okay. Do you remember who Felina Fur was when she was a superhero? That's the poodle one. Alley Cat Abra. Oh, that's right, Alley Cat. She's Abra. a cat from New Orleans. Martial what? arts instructor and student of the mystical arts. Okay, that's just Alley Cat Abra. That's a, that's a lot right wow. there. Wow. So wait, okay. what is is she? She's a ninja magician. To Doctor yeah. Strange. I'm not sure what she is. She's yeah. like Catwoman, but not. Yeah, she's not a. Not Catwoman like, Zatanna. Captain Carrot's like Superman. Yes. Right? Like Black Zatanna. Uh, All right, uh, so, oh, Pig Iron. Did you say Black Zatanna? I was going to say Black Canary, and then I thought Zatanna. Um, <laughs> remember Pig Iron's alien? Uh, his no, identity? I've never read Captain Carrot. Peter Pork Chops. Of course. Because they couldn't use Peter Porker, because that, of course, right. is Spider Ham. Because um, Spider-Man had only beat them to the pig-based <laughs> Spider-Man there, character. There was Rubber Duck. Was that the actual identity? No, that was the, the hero, played by Bird Rentals. Like Bird Rentals. Yeah, I got it. So yeah. wait, what is Rubber Duck? Is it wow. like Mr. Fantastic? Uh, that would yeah. be my guess. Yeah, given the power to stretch his body any, any shape. So this is like, DC, so it's more plastic. Man. When a meteor fragment struck his hot tub, that totally makes sense. Bird Rentals' name is a parody of actor Burt Reynolds, it yeah. says. Oh, that's where it's from. Okay, then there was Yankee Poodle. That's it, Yankee Poodle. That was From Follywood. Yes. Who was, was a gossip colonist, so she was Rova Barkett. A colonist? A gossip colonist? That's what I said. She was a yeah. colonizer. She would colonize oh, gossip back. columns. Don't forget Fastback. He was a turtle who could run fast, thus making him funny. Little Cheese. <laughs> And the one I think you're going to like best. I doubt it. Secret Identity's name was Johnny Jingo. Ooh. With the character. Superhero name, American Eagle. Oh, God. So he was an eagle yeah. who was the talk radio host with two right wings by day and vigilante by night. Wait. I feel like that's a very modern 
addition to the zoo crew. This is in quote, in quotes, the talk radio host with two right wings, yeah. end quote. That doesn't even make sense. How does he fly? You he's can't. Just going circles. That's why he's so angry. Thus, you understand right wing talk radio. Yeah. Can't fly, goes in circles. How, did, know, how Wait, did we get to this from far Vigilante from by night, Jingo replaced Little Cheese on the reconstituted zoo crew. There we go. After the latter's death. Oh, jeez. He's the only member who does not have powers. Though he does use gadgets similar to those used by Batman. So he's basically Batman. So, so wait, are Captain you saying America. Batman is a fascist? Yes. That Batman is Johnny Jingo? Yes. I think I've got a new conclusion for my pocket paper. No, I'm glad I could provide that for you. How did you provide that? You just said, is Batman a fascist? I said yes. And then you okay, said, I so did now all I the. I did all the work. How did you do all the work? You just said, I is Batman read the a biography and I, said, yes. and I said, is Batman a fascist? And I said, yes. I'm the one that said he's like Batman. Oh, boy. Boy, there are some bad villains, too. I mean, they have to be to match those kind of yeah. superheroes. I, villains are I do not bad. remember. I, I got to look up Johnny Jingo real quick. Do we need to? No, we this don't need to. This does not seem like good podcast time. I agree. We may want to end before we get to the Zoo Crew stuff. I'm just Well, wondering. too late. <laughs> well, I just edit and post. In nope. 1962, Haley Mills did a song called Johnny Jingo. Okay, why are we doing this? I never loved any boy like I love Johnny Jingo. Okay, I feel I never like you, kissed any boy I like, like I you kissed cannot Johnny do the Jingo. show just without with your computer because that just seems like a bad. Yeah, it's you gotten, need not have access to Google. It's gotten better, I think. No, no, we're uh, now in Dungeons and Dragons level. You know, that's what you think, but right now fans are saying, as they listen to us, finally, They're Alan finally has righted the show. Oh. They're doing what they should be doing. Patrick mm. is humble bragging. And they're and talking about the classic pickle stork. I think the bragging straight up is better, yeah. frankly. 